and your way. We say yes to the fact that you love us so much that you will give us the gifts and the opportunity to exercise our gifts for the glory of God through Christ Jesus for the kingdom of God. We are honored. We are honored. And we feel privileged so undeserving, but your grace and mercy is extended to us, and we love you. We cherish the fact that you came down and you decided to love on us right here on earth. And thank you for your Holy Spirit that guides us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that comforts us, for your Holy Spirit that keeps us. It is in the name of Jesus that I pray for this woman of God who is coming on tonight to share God something that she has practiced and has mastered, God, through you and because of you and for you. And so, God, we call her the master of this area, God, because you have called her to do it, and she does it with excellency. And so, God, as she comes on tonight, I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will work through her, will be forced through her to push her to, to, to make sure to equip those who are yearning and learning and have a desire to serve our leaders. We thank you, O oh God, for the next. We thank you, O oh God, for now leading to our next. And I pray it for this woman of God. In the name of Jesus, bless the ears that are listening, Lord, and so that they can hear you and not just us, Father, but they hear the message through this word on tonight. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful God we serve. I see y'all coming in. Come on in, tune in um, on tonight. You can click the link also. Some of you have been clicking the Facebook link. You don't want to miss this woman. You don't want to miss this young lady. I still call her a young lady, but she's a woman of God. You don't want to miss what she has to say and what the Lord is going to say on this evening as we go into our next. I'm telling you, what you do now will determine just how great you will be later on. God is merciful. Yes, he is. And he is kind and he's gracious. But there's some things that we have to do. So listen, faith without works is dead, right? Faith without works is dead. Stand that we can have faith. But if we don't have the works, it is not living. I'm going to tell you this now. I want to go um, to the scripture, and we're talking about a few things. First, I want to say my quote for tonight. Some people, some people text me um, and um, send messages and emails and, and so forth and tell me that they like the quote. So we're going to continue to put forth these quotes on tonight as we talk about serving. Listen to the scripture. Listen to this quote. The purpose of human life is to serve and to show compassion and the will to help others. The purpose of human life is to serve and to show compassion and the will to help others. And so we're going to talk about serving on tonight. I want you to go to Exodus, the fourth chapter. There's many scriptures we'll have on tonight and that we'll be coming from. But before I bring on my guest, I want to just kind of set the stage for what we're doing on tonight, what we're talking about. Exodus, the fourth chapter, and I'm going to start reading from the 11th verse. Um, it's quite a bit of reading, so I want you to just kind of follow along. I normally read from the New King James Version, those who follow along. So Exodus, the fourth chapter. So the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seen, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say, talking to Moses. But he said, Moses said, oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. Don't miss these words. Whomever else you may send, God may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, God said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. 
So he shall be your spokesman to the people. He himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as God. Listen. And you shall take this rod in your hand, and which with which you shall do the signs. Moses goes to Egypt. So Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law. And please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. And Jethro said to Moses, go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses and Midian, go return to Egypt for all the men who sought your life are dead. Then Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey. And he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hands. Verse 21, and the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in your hand, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn. So I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed, I will kill your son, your firstborn. Why is it important to serve? And it came to pass on the 24th verse, let's read that. And it came to pass on the way at the encampment that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son. And surely you are a husband of blood to me. So he let him go. Then she said, you are a husband of blood because of the circumcision. Verse 27. And the Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him on the mountain of God and kissed him. So Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Listen, and Aaron, verse verse 30, and Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then he did the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshiped. Father, we thank you for your word. There's a few things that we want to bring out of here. We're talking about serving. And the mess that we want to get, is more so about Aaron more than it is about Moses. I know a lot of times we talk about Moses, and Moses is great, and he served his purpose, and God did what um, he, uh, God did through Moses, great and mighty things. But we seldom focus on the Aaron's in life. I know that there are times that we have, um, that we have looked at the Aaron's in life and say, you know they were supportive and they were and they were okay and but they didn't really lead the people they didn't really they didn't really do the things that um the the Moses who was supposed to be as God to Aaron they didn't really accomplish all the things that you know um Moses did the Aaron's of life they didn't really uh, um get to the status you know get all the accolades the accomplishments per se, um, that the Moses did. That it, wasn't, it wasn't the Aaron that God talked to to say, let the people go. And so we think in, about these things. You know, we talk about the president of the United States, and seldom do we mention Pence. I'm using this example because they're the leaders of the United States of America at this time. Seldom do we talk about those who are in the background serving, holding up. Um, there are certain public um, people, but there are those in the background or those who are holding up the armor of the leader. And as a result of that, we don't recognize them as the foundation, I'm going to say it that way, as the foundation for helping and to accomplishing the things that Moses accomplished. Hear me, people of God. There needs to be more errands in the world. The problem, we always say there's a lot of chiefs and no Indians. It's true. And the reason why is because the chief, we have forced 
the chief to always get the accolades and don't realize the errands of the world. I know I've been an errand. The errands of the world, and still an errand, the errands of the world are the foundational, not the whole foundation, because God is a foundation, but they are part of the foundation for helping those leaders. And so we take this role and we kind of minimize it. I want you to understand, for those who are struggling and for those who want and desire, hear me on this. If you desire this role, and it's a great role to have, many people want to be under the leader, meaning that they want to be close. They want to get what they get, but they don't want to go through what they go through. So they want to get what they have, and they want to be a part of whatever is going on. But there's certain requirements that go along with this particular with, with this particular role as serving the leaders. Listen, the first thing is listen to what happened. Aaron had to listen to God. It requires a listening ear to God and obedience to God, and that has to come first. Verse 27, and the Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. What is the next next part of that verse? So he went and met him on the mountain of God. The mountain of God is where Moses went to be with God. And so here, listen to this. Aaron, first of all, inclined his ear, knew the voice of the Lord. Many of us want to be a part, but we don't know God nor his voice. How can you how can you serve effectively into the capacity that a leader needs if you do not hear God's voice? Now, seasons of 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 growth and learning God's voice. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you don't have the connection with God in order to know simple things that God says. He just said Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. How simple of a direction can that be? Just go. And so he went and met him on the mountain of God. He didn't tell him to write in Hebrew on a certain tablet and to construct a tablet to get certain materials together to construct a tablet. This was simple. Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And when he got there, he kissed him. I want you to understand this. In this particular scripture, and I had to read the rest of that scripture, the, the scripture before so you can get the context of where Moses was because he went back to Egypt because he didn't want to be in Egypt, but he went back and got to a place. They had to go into the wilderness, and that's where, that's where um, Aaron met him. So listen, it requires you to not only listen to God but to be obedient. I heard again last night, this word keeps coming, and so it's resonating in my spirit. Delayed, so we may to hear God and unsure, um, and we're wavering over scared of whatever the case is, thing could have gotten Moses, Aaron out there. It's a wilderness. Anything could have bit him. Anything could have attacked him. But he went. They didn't, he didn't say nothing about no water. I'm sure he had enough sense to have some water. I'm sure he had enough sense to bring some type of food. This is by foot or maybe donkey, I don't know back in that time, but this ain't like get in my car or get on a plane and get there. This took some effort (laughs) to get to Moses, and then he had to go into a wilderness. So at this rate, listen to him. He was obedient. Listen to this message. He went. He just went. Didn't talk about him hesitating. I don't know what time passed in between this, how long it took him to get there, but the Bible says, and I take it for what it says, so he went and he met him. He didn't just go to the wilderness, half did, half obeyed God, because half obeying God is disobedience. He didn't delay, the Bible The Bible normally will say, when like, like um, uh, I think it was um, Jonah, delayed. He didn't want the people to get saved. They didn't want God saving the crazy people. You know how we do. And so he disobeyed. But he finally went. But that's delayed, that's delayed obedience. You can have delayed obedience, and you can ha- go so far in your obedience. All of it is disobedience. 
but not Aaron. The Bible says he went and he met him and then he kissed him. It requires a listening ear to God and obedience to God first. The next part of this scripture, you know, I had to really meditate on this part. He said he kissed them. I want you to say, this is not what how we do today. We just kiss, and, you know, they have this thing called kiss and tell. It's not an intimate kiss. This is a, um, we also have um, people kiss each other. They don't really mean it. And Judas kissed Jesus. <laughs> it, it was a sign. It was a signal. It meant some type of connection. But this particular kiss meant a connection that they were committed to one another. That means they were going to be joined together in God's work. Realize when you want to go into serving our leaders, I'm talking about just serving, but serving our leaders, the man and woman of God, it is a work that you are jointly committed to. You are jointly committed to the relationship as it is God's work. It's not so much about Aaron and, and, and Moses being, you know, in some type of relationship. It was about that they were related in the work, in what they were doing for God. That's what this was about. This is what the kiss signified. It signified, I'm joining you in this effort. <laughs> it wasn't just a greeting. It meant something to them. It set in motion the plan of God. So listen, thirdly, you'll know leaders, listen, when you're going in and you wanted someone, you'll know it's the right person that you're supposed to serve because God will fix the one who you're supposed to serve to share the commission with you. If you find yourself with someone that you feel that you're supposed to serve, and this is the word of God. I want you to understand what God did with Moses. Moses began to share the vision, and Aaron told, and Aaron actually told him as well what God had told him. He told him. Let me make sure I read that correctly. And the Bible says, then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. Oh, here we go. Verse 28. So Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. He shared the vision with him to make sure <laughs> to make sure that uh, that 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 Aaron that was supposed to be there. You'll know. Many people I've watched this over the years, and they're like, I want to be that armor bearer, blah, 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 blah. But then God has to fix the, the person that you are serving as well. And if God has not fixed that person that you're serving to connect with your spirit, you may want to go back and talk to God. Uh, this is his real talk. You may want to go back and talk to God because there is there has got to be trust. And we're going to talk about that later, but I'm talking about the scripture right now. There's got to be so many things that are between you all because you're going to be in the work of God together. This is according to the Bible. Listen to this next one. We're going to bring on our guests. When you are getting ready to serve, it requires time and worship together or at least the willingness to be on the same platform of worship together. Did you see what happened in verse um, and Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then he did the signs in the sight of the people. Verse 31, so the people believed. Couldn't have done the signs if he didn't believe at the same level. When you believe, it's a form of worship unto God. If you're going to worship God at a certain level, it has to be at least the same level as the person you're serving. And so if he didn't believe enough to do the signs, you know, because he could have had the anointing to do the signs, but never ever acted upon that anointing that he had. And if he hadn't acted upon that anointing, it wouldn't have yoked up with Moses because Moses was already um, topsy-turvy about going in the first place. And so when Aaron came along, Aaron couldn't come up there wishy-washy. He had to come totally correct, 
Otherwise, Moses probably would have doubted him. When you're looking to serve that leader, come correct. Hear me, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not saying that to discourage you. I want you to understand that we need effective armor bearers, effective servants, effective. If you're going to be around the man and woman of God, and I'm telling you, the young lady that's coming on tonight, I believe the anointing of God is upon her to effectively serve and effectively train others in this area to help you become effective in holding up the man and woman of God. And when that happens and you believe on the same level, you worship on the same level, the people will believe. Oh, y'all don't hear me. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked on their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshiped. When the two of them came together, because the, mm, I can't get into it because I want the woman of God to come and get into it. When they came together, they believed a form of worship. When they believed and acted upon their belief, they performed signs and wonders. Then the people couldn't help but to worship God and be thankful. Are you hearing me? The power of serving your leaders is right there and at your fingertips. It will cause an upset in the, in, in the de- demonic powers upon wherever you're serving, if you align yourself together. Woo! Y'all not hearing me tonight. I know y'all are, but y'all know how we preachers just say that anyway. <laughs> that is so funny. Listen, they worship together, and they worship together in the pursuit of the plan of God. I'm talking about Aaron and Moses. They worship together through their believing and performing the signs and wonders. They gave glory to God. They gave glory to God. The people then bowed their heads, and they gave glory to God, expressing only their humble thankfulness to God who had raised them up, but because God had sent them a deliverer. Now, they, God has sent them a deliverer, not deliverers. It's interesting how that comes about. They'll look at the leader as a deliverer because that's who God sent to do the thing. But the errands are part of the reason why the deliverer is effective. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Yes, yes, yes. The people will see the leader, but don't miss the fact of who the armor bearer is to that leader because that armor bearer, that servant has to be able to go and war with that leader. I'm about to be done here, and it's time to actually bring on our guest. And I know many of you are trying to get on to get to the guest. So join me at 646-668-2413. Join me at 646-668-2413. If you can't hit the link, join me here on, on this. Um, particular number so that you can get through. So I want to bring on our guest. Our guest is, I call her my little sister, and she is the woman of God whom we call Rory Moore. Rory Moore. Rory, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Wonderful, wonderful. I know you're so excited on tonight to be here. Yes, I am. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Okay, people of God, so I I know I went a little bit over time, and I wanted to share that word tonight so people will understand the um, part of, you know, part of armor bearing. And I don't understand it all, and you've trained me on some things and still training me on some things because that is not my calling. But you have helped me to do work um, to serve in certain areas. And so I feel you are best suited to come on and to help people understand, um, I'll say it this way, servitude as well as um, in the role of armor bearing and just serving in general. So first of all, I want you to just just say hi to our listening audience. They're coming on, and I want you to just say hi to them and introduce yourself to them. Hello, everyone. As Reverend Morris said, my name is Rory Moore. I attend Gideon Full Gospel Baptist Church under the um, leader of Bishop Latresa Jester, whom I have the privilege of serving um, for over 15 years. Um, And it is just an honor to be able to talk to you all about 
the importance of serving the man and woman of God. Praise God. And, Rory, you have been actually, um, you've been serving, you said, the 15 years. One person or just serving um, many different people? What have you, because people need to understand the loyalty you have. So I've been serving Bishop Jester for 15 years. Um, you know, I have served others in the city as guests to our church or for events that are going on in the city, um, but my assignment has been Bishop Jester. I like how you say assignment. So really, is it, so, and I know there's, you know, several things that you probably want to share too, but I just want to ask this one question. Is it actually an assignment when someone wants to serve someone, or can they just up and do it? I believe it's an assignment. Um, Armor-bearing is very important, I believe, for the man and woman of God to help them um, walk out the call that God has on their life, to free them up to do what it is that God called them to do. Um, I believe there's a big difference between serving as an armor-bearer or just helping to serve. Wonderful, because helping, well, I know we're already um, beyond, you know, (laughs) beyond some of the questions I wanted to ask you, but helping to serve, I think people get that really mixed up. So I'm just going to let you share some of the things you want to share if you have something now, and I I do have several questions I want to ask you. Okay, yes. Um, Again, I believe that um, armor bearing is a calling and a gift. Um, I've I've been, like I said, serving for 15 years, and it hasn't been easy. Um, so as as the gift and the call that God has given me, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So through, through prayer, through fasting, through communicating with my bishop, um, keeps me rooted and grounded in the place that God has called me to be. Um, this isn't just helping. This isn't just um, what can I do for you, but it's it's more on a deeper level of, of warring and praying and covering the woman of God. Amen. Amen. So do you feel um, more armor bearers are needed in the kingdom of God? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, this time men and women of God are being attacked on levels like never before, and they need that person that is there to cover them, to have their back, um, like as Aaron and her to lift up their hands when they're weak to help them continue to fight. Um, so yes, I believe that armor bearers are definitely needed in the kingdom. Yeah, and you said to help them to fight. So I know that the um, the biblical biblical meaning of armor bearer that they actually wore to help their armor in war, which meant that they had to be close by or in the thick of the battle. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so how what given the biblical role of an armor bearer as one who engaged in war with the warrior, why would one why would somebody want to be an armor bearer then? I mean really. <laughs> so I, I mean, again, for me it, it wasn't a want, it was more of a calling. Um I felt that God had had called me and gifted me to do this. Um, like I said, it, it it is a war, and although we are not in combat physically, we are in combat in the spirit. And so, it's not something I take lightly, or or the ones that want to be or have felt that they have been called to be to take it lightly. Um, so my my thing is, it, it's not a want; it's it's a gift and a calling from God. Wow. Did you guys hear that it is a gift and a calling from God? So you people may wonder, um, Sister Rory, about their desire to want to do this. How would they be able to tap in and say, oh, this is not just serving, this is a connection where I'm going to war with and for this person? How do they, I guess my question is, how do they get from I just want to serve to I want to help engage in the in the battle with them. I would say first of all to go to God in prayer. Um God will will lead them and let them know where it is he you know wants them in the kingdom. Um but again, he God will will deposit some things in their spirit 
to test to see if this is really where they need to be. Um, again, I've had some attacks come on, on to me that is the result of me being as close as I am to my bishop. So it's not just covering the leader, but it's also making sure that we're covered as armor bearers because we are so closely connected to the one that we're serving. And, and so do you think that um, – do you think that it's necessary for armor bearers to have people covering them? In yes, prayer? I do. Um, yes, we we get attacked as well, and you know we cannot be effective armor bearers if we're weak. Um, you know we mm. we're, we're carrying their armor as well as ours, so it's always good to have that prayer partner to have that person that encourages you and deposits back into you, so that you're strong enough to continue to cover your leader. But you have to be careful on who it is that you let cover you because you don't want the wrong person depositing the wrong thing into you. I I think you need to say that one more time because that is a powerful point right there. Many people, you know, feel, well, I'm not in the forefront, so I don't really, it doesn't make a difference who's talking to me. I can just talk to whoever or I can just pray with whoever, and I'm going to be okay. So, and I've heard this from some armor bearers, and I, I, I mean, I know I haven't talked about this with you, but I've heard this from some people. You know, I'm serving them. I don't need all this because I'm not in the limelight. They don't really understand, and I say limelight, quote, limelight, unquote, but they don't understand that when you're connected in work like Aaron and Moses were, the same battle that Moses was in, more than likely Aaron was in. And so they can't just have anyone. So I think that's a powerful statement you just made. What would you say to people to, that are in that position now? Because I know uh, well, at least two people in that position now, and they don't really understand they have to have the right person around them. So I would say, you know, to check their level of loyalty, one to the kingdom wow. and two to their, the one they're serving. Um, because if they're letting anybody deposit anything into them and if it's not lining up with the vision of the leader, then there's a disconnect somewhere. So although we're not in the limelight, we are in the background, we still play a major part in helping the vision go forth from the leader. Yeah. Totally agree with that. So let me just kind of shift a little bit to help. Um, what do you feel is the main, you know, practical characteristic of an effective armor bearer? I would say to be able to adapt and flow with the pastor. Um, you know, as the Holy Spirit leads them, things shift, things change. And we can't be so stuck on a program or tradition that we miss what the Holy Spirit is doing. So we have to be able to move, to discern what's going on, and to be able to flow when when our leader flows. And so that's the practical. What about the spiritual characteristics? So for me, the most important is, is again, prayer. Um, we cannot serve our leader if we're not covering our leader in prayer. We, Like you said earlier, we have to be able to hear God. It's, and then it's a dialogue. We have to be able to talk to God and to hear God because God is going to reveal some things to us about our leader that we're going to need to move on. And if we're not praying, if we don't have a prayer life, we won't be able, we're going to miss an opportunity to, to do what it is he's calling us to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so because because you have to cover and God may reveal certain things and you have to deal with certain things with that leader, I can imagine there are several different things that you'll see personally about them as well as spiritually. So how – this is not one of the things that um, I talked about before with you, but how would one um, – well, I think I know, but it is – so critical when you said they need to hear the voice of God for when they hear the voice of God, God will reveal certain things about the person and you will see certain things about the person in the natural. How do you, what would you say to someone who is in a good relationship, effective as an armor bearer, 
and they see something that's not so um, that's not so pretty about the person. What helps them with some steps to continue to be loyal? Um, again, I go back to prayer. Um, you know, to make sure you've seen and heard what God is saying, and then make sure you have an open communication with your leader. Um, there's some things that you may just have to go to your leader and say, look, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm hearing, because our leaders are human, and we can't hold That's them right. so high that we forget that they, too, go through struggles. And so if, as long as you have an open communication with your leader, you're able to, to hear the leader's heart despite what you you see in the spirit or in the natural because you you know your leader and so again go to your leader talk with your leader talk it out and make sure that whatever it is that is discussed stays behind the closed doors your leader has to be able to trust you and confide in you as as their armor bearer i love it i love it because ultimately in battle they got to be able to depend on you when the when the going right. gets tough and rough yeah that's good that's good. That's good. So, what 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 do you think? What does it take to be prepared to go into war as an armor bearer? Besides prayer. Um, so, just making sure that you're right with God. So, our first service is to God. Um, if we haven't submitted our lives to God, we can't truly submit or serve our leader. So, after after prayer, make sure that that you're good. That you have the right spirit so that when you come up against um, attacks and darts that you're able to withstand because serving is, is a constant work. It doesn't start when you get to church and when you, it doesn't end when you leave church. It's, it's 24 hours. If you're not in the presence of your leader, you're praying for your leader. You're, you're figuring out ways how to help your leader, um, you know, take some stuff off their plate to free them up to be able to just to minister to other people. Wow. So in the practical side, does it take quite a bit to to get prepared to serve like on a regular Sunday service? Um, it doesn't. I like I said, I've been serving Bishop over ten years and, and I practically pretty much have a system. I know what she's I know what she needs, I know what she likes. Um I was trained that if I'm early, I'm on time. If I'm on time, I'm late. If I'm late, that's just unacceptable. So if I'm there and in position when she gets there, I've already taken care of all the practical things, and now I can switch to the spiritual side and, and begin to cover her as she prepares to preach to the people. I love it. I love it. So how hard is it? I know we haven't talked about this. How hard is it you're, when you're in that position? I think about someone that's in war, um, with uh, with the person, you have to sometimes. Well, you're so focused on them, you sometimes will miss the enemy coming at you from the side because you're looking at who you're serving. How do you balance that? Um, again, it's it, it's hard um, because you're so focused on your leader, but that goes back to having people to cover you. Um, so when when something you know, comes up from behind me or from the side of me, I have other people that that are there that can see it, that can begin to pray for me. And so as long as, as I know that they have my back, I can focus, you know, my attention on the leader. That's good. That's good. What would you say to those who desire the position? I would say, but you they know. Don't want to Okay, I would say this position isn't for you. If if you are looking for the title but can't do the work, um, this is not for you. This is all about the work. Um, I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter what you call me, Bishop's Armor Bearer, Bishop's Assistant, Rory, I do the work. So the title doesn't mean anything to me. It, it's all about the work. That's awesome. That is awesome, and so and and so, such as with Aaron, he served the people, um, and he did it to a fault sometimes. Because remember, Aaron later on 
did what the people asked him and built a statue while Moses up on the mountain, but he served, <laughs> he still served the people. He still worked for who he had to work for. He was in place when Moses left. Moses was there for the people to let the people go. And so when Moses was gone, he still served the people. I'm not talking about the armor bearer position. I'm talking about the position that God put Aaron in and as an uh, armor bearer to Moses. I want to ask this question, kind of, what are some things armor bearers are responsible for? Um, so they, they serve the people. Again, first and foremost, my service is, is to bishop. Um, but I, I also serve the people. As an armor bearer, you have to have a heart to serve, um, whether you know, I, I work sound sometimes, I you know, I clean up sometimes, I usher sometimes. It's all about serving. And so if you don't have the heart to serve, this is a hard place to be in. Um, I, you know, I make sure Bishop is good, um, and then I, I just serve. Where do you need me? What can I do? How can I help? Because anything that I can take up frees Bishop from having to worry about what's done, what needs to be done, and she can focus on on ministry. Mm, that's good. That's good. And then spiritually, what are some things that I'm embarrassed to do? We talked about prayer. Um, so what would you say about fasting? Oh, most definitely fasting. Um, you know, fasting is 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 a time where you – you spend that one-on-one time with God where you push everything aside, you know, no distractions, whether it's food, TV, whatever it is, and really spend some time with God. That that will also help build your spirit man up because going to war is, is, is tiring. And so you have to be able to refuel yourself in order to continue to fight. Mm. Mm which means sometimes we have to kind of back up and regroup ourselves. Right. You, you know, say? shut off the world mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. spend that one-on-one time. So, the, you know, I was reading something in Judges, the ninth chapter with Abimelech, and he had his, um, gives an account of an armor bearer as being young, loyal, and unselfish. Um and Abimelech told the young armor bearer to kill him, you know, um, in Judges 9. And you all can read that yourselves. But I, I want to ask, is, is there an age that's too young? I, I feel like anyone could be trained if the Lord has called them. So let's, can we talk about that as far as being a certain, not necessarily a certain age, but what do you think about young, you know, under 10 years old being trained for being an armor bearer? I mean, I think it's great. Again, um, they may not walk in it at that age, but God called, you know, David as a young boy and had to wait until he got, you know, into the place of maturity to walk it out. Um, And so, again, they can be 10 years old and and begin to be trained and begin to to see what it is until they, they have the maturity to walk in what God has called them to walk in. Wow. So wow. I don't think there's just, an age limit for God. Ooh, say that again. So <laughs> for those, I have seen someone say, I had a young, I saw a young man, this is years ago, saw a young man who wanted to serve the pastor, and they told him to get back because they felt like he was too young. And actually, his heart, was probably more pure than the one that was serving in the first place. I'm just wondering what would what would what would our leaders be if we had these young, strong? I'm talking about 13, 14 year olds serving them in such a way that they're so loyal and unselfish, and they're they're ready for battle because you know young people are ready to pursue. They're ready. They're eager to learn. They're eager to walk it out. What would it look? What do you think it would look like if we had that level of training and that many young people serving our pastors and and our um, bishops and you know just apostles and so forth? 
I mean, I think it would push the kingdom forward. Again, you know, the younger people are the ones that we need to train now for the next because we're not always going to be here. We, we're going to get tired. You know, we're going to get older. And so if we don't train them now, then when they get older, then they may not want to walk in that. They, you know, they may be discouraged and say, I don't want to do that. So train them now. Sit with them now and talk to them about what it is that, you know, they believe God has called them to do. And let them walk in that alongside, you know, a mature saint until they're ready to be in place to serve. Mm, 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 mm. And so, you know, a lot of, as they, I'm thinking about this, and there may be some that are out there that really do want to serve, and maybe for the wrong reason, but do you think it's possible to train them to, if they're doing it for the wrong reason, to, to help them out? you know, because they're young, to help them out to understand what it's like? Is there some type of training for that? I mean, I think there's a training on, on, you know, how to serve. But, again, it's all about the heart. And if your heart isn't right, you know, you can have all the training in the world, but you're still going to be missing a key component of serving, and that's to have a Mm -hmm. servant's heart. You know, because there's some things, um, you know, to be honest, as an armor bearer, you don't want to do, you don't feel like doing, you don't want to go, but because you you have that heart to serve, you put all that aside and you do what you have to do for the kingdom. Mm, yeah, yeah. So how do armor bears get their encouragement then? Um, I, you know, I, I have ministers at, at Gideon um, that that encourage me. You know, they understand the work of the ministry. And although they're not armor bearers, they're still servants, just given a different assignment. And so because they understand, they pray with me and they talk with me, you know. And then I'm I'm a part of the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship where they have conferences. They have leadership conferences where we go and, and they impart into, you know, the armor bearers. So I have, a, you know, an array of, of people that, that just encourage me to keep doing what I'm doing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you know if there's a local, do you have something locally where you have a group of people? Currently, no, not at this time. I, I you know, I don't know okay. of any, of any group. Cause I'm just wondering, you know, um, many of people, and it's not about it's not about a competition of who's going to encourage who who's going to get the accomplishments, but it it would be nice to have some type of some level of and I'm just talking you know right now just kind of looking at things. It would be nice to have that for um, for those who serve in that capacity, you know, um, to encourage them. Um, outside of a national thing, I don't know. Maybe we can look into that. I don't know. We're just, I'm just kind of talking. What advice would you give? And again, to those who are I think that goes Go. back to who you surround yourself with. Um, That's you know, it. so it, it, mm-hmm. it, it would be great to to have you know a group of armor bearers. But again, armor bearers or not, if you surround yourself with godly people that can encourage you and pray for you, you know, that will incur- encourage you. That's good. That's good. What else would you like to serve? How would you like to um, share with those who want to serve? I would just say, you know, make sure you have a heart for it. Um, this this is hard work, and remembering it's not about it's not about you. It's not about the woman or God man that you're serving, but it's about God. And so you first mm-hmm. have to remember that your service is to him. He He's gifted all of us. He's called all of us, you know, for different assignments. And to not look at anybody else and their gift, you know, if if you are wanting to be in this role for power or authority or to be up on stage, this might not be the gift for you because we work in the background. We make sure that things in the background are flowing so when it's time for the pastor to step out, that everything is flowing correctly. 
I love it. I love it. You know, Roy, I want to thank you for coming on. I've been wanting to have you on for a number of months now, and I believe God just allowed it at this particular time because I've watched you over the years and serving. I feel like you do it very well and with excellency. And so, and and many people call on you and or want you, <laughs> you know, to teach them. I see that. So uh, do you have something where you can train others? Um, I, I have put a manual together um, that I, I do a training for at, at Gideon um, that just kind of walks through the different characteristics of being an armor bearer, some of the things um, that you need to do for your leader, with your leader, um, that kind of helps you set yourself up to be effective. Awesome. And so how would people get this training? They Would, would they contact um, the church? Yes, they would need to contact the church um, and then also, you know, run it through my bishop to make sure she has released me to be able to do this. Absolutely. Okay, I get it. I get it. I just think um, there has to be some people out there that under that get understanding. And I know there's several books that are out there um, talking about armor bearing in this local community I feel like people have watched you. No, I don't feel like it. I know they've watched you. And so we definitely want to check out Gideon um, Full Gospel. Can you give them the website to go on? Yes, www.gideonmbc.org. Awesome. And that's um, under the leadership of Bishop Latresa Jester. You all know her. She has um, co-hosted with me in the interim of things, and I appreciate her. For that, she is also my mentor, and I appreciate her. I call her my bishop. Um, I want you to make sure to check out the website. Go online with me. I'll probably get some things in place and talk to our bishop to just um, see some, you know, some ways that we can get this information out for those who are seeking. And so since you have sent me, you know who you are out there, since you have sent me um, questions about this, I want to make sure and direct you to someone that knows because I don't know it like others do. I am open to saying that and can be transparent to let you know I don't have it like that when it comes to this. And so we have to have the experts on to help you out in the areas of expertise that you are requesting. And so, Sister Rory, I thank you so much. I'm proud of you. Um, I am so happy to have you. Can you just say something to our listening audience as we get ready to pray? and also close out tonight's um, episode? I would just say stay encouraged. Um, if this is something you feel that you want to do, that you're led to serve your leader, just stay encouraged. Um, and remember that you serve God and then you serve your pastor. Um, you are here mm. to help the kingdom advance. Listen to that. Take authority in your territory by serving and doing what God says, and then you will advance the kingdom. Let's pray. Father, we glorify you and we praise you once again. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to serve, God, not just serve, but serve in the capacity that you have assigned us to someone, and it is an assignment. You gave Aaron the assignment, God, and you gave Jonathan the assignment, Father. You gave David the assignment for whatever time frame it was, but they did it with excellency and of a heart for that person. And I thank you, oh God, that it is for the kingdom of God. I pray right now that want the position, but Lord, don't know and understand the work. Lead them and guide them where they need to go to learn to understand and be faithful to it in the name of Jesus. I pray for those leaders, God, that they will have the right person around them. I pray for those armor bearers, that they will have the right people around them to support them as the armor bearer supports their leader. And so, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you bind us together for your plan, for your work. It's not about us. We're in this together, and we're warring on your behalf for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Thank you so much again, Roy, for joining us. I want to then go ahead and close out with this one thing for everyone. Um, if serving is below you, leadership is beyond you. I say again, if serving is below you, leadership is beyond you. So don't go into 
Don't go into something if you can't serve. You need to learn how to serve first. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, and I pray that you will join us again on next Sunday. I have something special for you, for every single guest that will come on, um, and, and let me know that you are coming on. I have something for you. You don't want to miss it. God bless you, and have a great night.